This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. Live from the Bell Tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. Everybody, it is that time of the week again. Time for the Break the Bell Podcast. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. It is good to be here. It feels like... Like all is well in the world. Is does is that what it feels like? Does well, all here, feel well just in here. the world. <laughs> just just in this studio. Yeah, just of in the studio the right here. This part out of, there. It sucks. This part of the world <laughs> yeah. feels great. Once we leave those doors yes. in this this the confines of this area, yes. then not so much. No, but it's but on. for now, it feels great. Yes. So, how's everybody doing? We are back live as as always. Every most most Monday nights. Some seven, Tuesdays. Some Tuesdays, <laughs> if guests can't. Uh, schedule Mondays or yes. if we can't we just don't feel like it then right, yeah. um, we'll bump it but we're, we're always here we in always some form like or it. fashion yeah. so most of the time we're here every Monday night 7 p.m. Central Standard Time if you're listening in podcast land in the future come join the fun we're live back on YouTube yes. uh, for the time being until they kick us off just <coughs> when we do it yeah well we say this about every I, yeah. I feel like it's our duty to push Push yeah. the limits now. Now that we're back on, it's like, let's see how fast we can get kicked back That's off. So uh, we are on YouTube. We stream live on Facebook as well on our Facebook page at Break the Bell Pod. And we stream live on Twitter. So you choose your poison. Pick your poison, whatever. Which is what it is. Yeah, yeah it literally is poison. Um, join us live if you don't do so already because we enjoy the, the participation in the comment section the comments are always open while we're live streaming yes. <clears throat> they're always open period so if you have something to say let us know if we are way off base uh, we probably are sometimes uh, we make make it a point to claim that we do not claim to be experts in yes, any we, of the we, we try the to make our base about. as big as possible so we can't be too far off yes exactly <laughs> so we don't claim to be uh, experts and we don't claim to be professionals at what That's we right. do so uh, you'll you'll hear our screw ups in the live format which we I've gotten gotten past even editing out most of our screw ups because that maintains that it, it keeps that whole atmosphere of um, us not we don't we don't want to appear to be like superhuman or yeah. too perfect we, for you. That's people. a problem in most of our parts of our lives. So we here st- we want to try to tone it down. The one thing that we are <laughs> consistent at, besides not being good, um, is this this freaking ding that pops up thirty seconds oh, into yeah. every single show. That is consistent on every show. This error pops up on my screen and says, "I didn't like, hear the ding this time." It, it dinged. It dinged. Oh, it ding? I think you were talking. You were interrupting oh, the ding. So damn it, ding. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, like I said, join us live because we enjoy mass participation as much as possible so um, we can feel like we're actually talking to somebody other than ourselves, which we have no problem talking to no, ourselves. we do it all the time. Yes, we, we actually enjoy that, but we like talking to you more. So <laughs> join the fun, join the conversation, um, and... Um, yeah. Have we, fun with it. And, and more than us talking to each other that we like to hear or ourselves is we like to hear you talk back to us. Yes, so exactly. Maximum talk back to feedback us. is always appreciated. Exactly. Um, this week's show, we are going to be talking. We're, we, we're kind of on the same course as the last couple weeks. Last week, we had on Jose from the No Way Jose the podcast to talk about some of the anti-government sentiment of the 90s. Um, we talked about like Waco and uh, Ruby Ridge and the Oklahoma City bombing and just different elements that like the militia movements of mm-hmm. the 90s and how that that spurt yeah. that built up in that time frame and, and, and what brought it on and stuff. While we were talking, I got thinking, I was like, man, I thought there was a couple more. So then I like Googled when we got back, and yes, there was a, a, a bombing at the Olympics oh, yeah, yeah. in 96. And you know what helped is if you did your homework before the show instead of after the well, show. Well, yes, I know that. <laughs> well, and, and as we were talking, though, it's like something like dinged to me, and I'm like, hmm. Was it know, that ding on the computer I, screen? That was it. Was that it? Was that, that was it. Oh, Oh, something yes. else. <laughs> yes. A- anyway, so, but... That's what that is. That's yes. you having a thought. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Which is why it only dings once in a while. <laughs> yeah, right. Just at the beginning. <laughs> yes. Every once in a while, Bill has a thought. Yes. Uh, this week, we're kind of continuing suit. And actually, this is another topic that um, was kind of uh, sparked to me through the No Way Jose podcast, because it's one of his guests I was listening um, last week, one of his guests mentioned uh, PatCon, and they were talking about the uh, the Whitmer trials and stuff. And so that kind of got my, my brain spinning. Yeah. And so this week we're going to be talking about the FBI terror factory. Um, like how much, how much of the terrorism that the FBI is working so diligently to thwart is actually semi-created by the FBI or at least semi-created funded by the FBI and right. the resources <laughs> obtained through the FBI like how much of the crime is actually being created by the people that are supposed to be fighting well, the crime and, and I was thinking about this as I was driving over is I what it, what it seems to me that they do is like this you ever watched that movie Minority Report a long time ago yeah, so I don't remember anything it was about like it. this pre-crime you know and basically like they they try to get you on like your your thoughts mm-hmm. right and that that's what they're they're basically doing is that you know there'll be you know some kid you know that they've seen on you know he fits the profile playing Fortnite and they'll be like hey you know what really sucks oh what's that the United States holy shit how many feds do you think are on live video <laughs> oh games? you oh you know tons that's never you know that is like a recruiting that. like good god I never yes. even thought of, I'm not a gamer so I never yeah even thought oh about no that. you know it holy they're just shit. looking to, for you know somebody playing Call of Duty to be like man I wish this was an American or something like that you know and he's like well you know I I know a guy yeah you know but then they like lead them to to water and be like you know oh well you know they really hate your people America and you know they they'll probably enslave all of you if they get a chance you should do something about that and become yeah, a hero. Before we get too deep into this, we obviously got to mention our sponsor, which is Run Your Mouth Coffee, who is opposed to the criminalization of thoughts and the criminalization of words. Um, until you've actually perpetrated crimes, you're not a criminal, I guess, is what I'm getting at there. Um, Run Your Mouth Coffee, support your right to free speech and be able to say 
uh, run your mouth and uh, speak out against your government if you want to without the FBI pushing you into some terrorist plot. Um, they also make really good coffee as well. <laughs> that side, side note, note. Side note, they make delicious coffee. Uh, go to RYM, rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using the promo code BREAKTHEBELL, and you'll get 10% off your purchase plus free shipping, and that's a freaking awesome deal. And you'll also support a company that supports your individual liberties and rights, such as free speech. Um, I'm not saying they support terrorists, but <laughs> I think they're against the FBI in trapping people into some yeah. some made up terrorist plot. Yes. So I, I'm I'm putting words in their mouth as yeah. usual. I think every week we put words in their I, mouth. Probably but, and they're but, probably like like looking through and like, no, we never said that. <laughs> but but that's all right. <laughs> yeah. But you know what they won't entrap you with, or they will entrap you with? Mm, it's a good great coffee. cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. They will entrap the shit out of you with a delicious <laughs> cup of coffee. That's rymcoffee.com. Go to it. Drink their coffee. I also got to mention, um, we got we do have a store. We got If you want to support us a little more than just uh, listening, which is ideally what we really want you to do is listen to our show. But if you, wanna, if you really enjoy what we're doing and you want to take it a little step further and support us a little more, we do have a store at BreakTheBellPod.com or at BreakTheBell.BigCartel.com. And it's got these awesome designs. These are just a couple to name a few. We've got right here, uh, I Will Not Eat Your Bugs. And um, it also says, join the anti-cricket brigade at the bottom. So uh, get that shirt. Plus, there's this one here that says, we are not your pawns. And that's my favorite design of all of them. Um, and then there's also some mugs, some other T-shirt designs. That's go to breakthebeltpod.com if you want any of that merch. Support us. Wear awesome merch, awesome merch designs like that. Yes. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow morning is the next installment of the Two Scoops show, which is the morning news show. That's a a co-op between me and. Dan Smots, my brother of the System is Down podcast, where we do like a 15, 20-minute breakdown of the most bizarre thing that we decide to talk about in the mornings. That's every Tuesday and Thursday morning that we feel like doing it at 7 a.m. tentatively. (laughs) Um, I don't want to get your hopes up because (laughs) last Thursday we didn't do it, but we kicked it off last Tuesday. So, But but you... you Gave like pre warning, like yes, hey, Thursday morning's not happening. Yeah, so. we we like to set the bar yeah. high right <laughs> off the bat. So uh, that's two scoops uh, morning show. It's going to. Be, I'm not sure which platform it's going to be streaming on. Hang on, maybe my brother responded. Um, he said, "I don't care." I said, <laughs> "I said, what channel are we streaming on tomorrow?" Um, he said, "I don't care." So we'll just say it's on the System Is Down podcast channel tomorrow and then thursday it will be back on our channel so we're going to jump back and forth so we can pull you both directions and so you can't just get too comfortable on one platform you got to be on both of ours to hear all the news so that's 7 a.m tomorrow morning we'll just go with the system is down podcast channel check it out you're not gonna you're not gonna want to miss it because especially if you you don't like listening to these bullshit two-hour shows that we do every week. You're like, man, this is way too freaking long. Uh, This is for you. This is like 20, 15, 20, 30 minutes at most is all I will allow that early in the morning. And that's that's a stretch that early in the morning for me. Wake up. It's not the best part of waking up as Folgers anymore because then I just want to go back to bed. The best part of waking up is two scoops in your face, I guess. So... um, (laughs) 
just 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 check it out. It's awesome. It'll be a fun time. Otherwise, check us out all over social media. We are on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Break the Bell Pod. Like, share, subscribe. Get this. Get the word out there. Spread spread the word far and wide, all over faces. I don't know. Anything else before? Uh, Did I just, miss anything? No, just, just we appreciate any any feedback you give us. And yes, all the time. Yeah, we we appreciate you. We help us help you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we got to get into the show. So I uh, had a lot of pre-show stuff to cover there. So yeah, uh, it's like the further we go, the more pre-show yeah, stuff there true. is. We're so. gonna have to like have another show just for pre-show. <laughs> just for the pre-show. <laughs> yes. So check out all those things that I said. Um, we're going to get right into the show, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the FBI terror factory. Here we go. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? Good afternoon. Earlier today, Attorney General Dana Nessel was joined by officials from the Department of Justice and the FBI to announce state and federal charges against 13 members of two militia groups who were preparing to kidnap and possibly kill me. When I put my hand on the Bible, and took the oath of office 22 months ago. I knew this job would be hard, but I'll be honest, I never could have imagined anything like this. I wanna start by saying thank you to our law enforcement. Thank you to the fearless FBI agents. And thank you to the brave Michigan State Police Troopers who participated in this operation, acting under the leadership of Colonel Joe Gasper. Joe Gasper, a police officer? Because I didn't know they had a rank of colonel. I, I, or is he the Iraq war vet? He's probably, well, uh, the, the biggest part I got out of that was um, the the participation of the FBI and the police force. And it's just like, little dude are they alluding to here of how much exact right. participation we're right, talking yeah, about here. Right. Like, is that like a Freudian slip where she's like, and the participation, yeah, the, literally the participation mm -hmm. of the FBI and all yeah. of this. No, I'm sure it's one of those wink, wink inside jokes, you know, and then like the FBI guys are doing high fives in the back room. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Participation. <laughs> you're yeah. Damn, yeah. You're oh. damn right. What just happened? I, sonic scream. Good I, God, man. I won't do that again. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> Holy shit. I think you blew my mic up. Oh, so... Um, I, I, let's go back. Let's kill the music. I want to listen to that first couple of lines that she said there real quick because, oh God, it's so freaking laughable. What, just Good the afternoon. thing. 
Just the thing Earlier she said. Today, Attorney General Dana Nessel was joined by officials from the Department of Justice and the FBI to announce state and federal charges against 13 members of two militia groups who were preparing to kidnap and possibly kill me. Kidnap and possibly kill me. Bible and took the oath of office 22 All right, pause, months ago. damn it. I can't stop watching the sign language, <laughs> <I know>. lady. <laughs> First of all, she looks like a freaking alien. No shit. Uh, but uh, look, I mean, does this look like the characteristics of a person that possibly would have been kidnapped no. and murdered? No. No, she's, she's smirking while yeah. she's giving this statement. Oh, well, yeah, because she just got one over on him. Yeah. Right? She's like smiling, like half smiling and clearly reading this whole thing. There's oh, yeah. no emotion. Yeah. You think she'd at least pull the AOC card and right. like uh, express her PTSD no, but, after the from moment. From what I've heard about this lady is she is cold as ice. Yeah, she's like... She was like the the COVID tyrant yeah, governor she was, yeah. of, of so five 2020. Babies died yesterday. And uh and then we're having a Super Bowl party later. So yes. come on over. Rebel with the Cause podcast is here. Hey, it's hey, Rebel with the Cause. Someone put on their participants. Is that <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your participants. I, I need some participants myself. Um we, we should come out with that merch. We should no, come we out shouldn't. with a pair of pants called participants. So uh <laughs> Governor Whitmer, this yes. whole plot, this whole past week has been um, the trial of right. at least the, I think this is the retrial going on right now. Oh, of a they couple appealed of the it. defendants. Yeah. Well, um, a couple of them got acquitted and then okay. a couple of them got mistrials. Gotcha. Like the jury couldn't come to a conclusion. So um, they're they're going through this new trial now. So right now, the, at least last week, the, the government was wasting countless of our precious tax dollars course, on do. this trial of these quote-unquote would-be kidnappers and murderers yes. of, of Gretchen Whitmer. Yes. The, the, what is it, the Watchmen Wolverines or the Wolverine Watchmen? Yeah, something like that, out of Michigan. It's, cool which, name. It, it's kind of the cheesiest name in the history of names, um, but, <laughs> but we'll go with it. And they're probably going with the whole, uh, what was it, um, oh God, what was that 80s movie? Uh, where the Russians attacked, um, um, where they're like, Wolverines! I, d- I don't remember. Somebody who's watching knows. <laughs> where did my article go that I had for this? <laughs> the goddamn FBI is closing my articles out. Anyway, Rebel with the Cause says, hey, 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 Rebel with the Cause, let hey. us get our shit together while uh, while you sit here and watch. So uh, this from BuzzFeed. I found the article I was looking for. This from BuzzFeed. I'm going to start in the middle to get the the story okay. of the Gretchen Whitmer plot, it, just to refresh your memories, because this was uh, pre twenty pre January six. This was right yes. before January six. Yeah, so, yeah. It was twenty. Yeah, it was twenty twenty still because they, it was theorized that it was because of the all the strict COVID lockdowns. Right. So. This is an old article, but this is what is going on right now. Um, the reason why we're talking about it now is because the trial is happening as we speak. So it is still relevant, and we want to talk about it. So um, this says, The alleged plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer made international headlines last October, so October 2020, when the Department of Justice announced it had charged six men in a kidnapping conspiracy. Five of the defendants, Barry Croft, Adam Fox, Daniel Harris, Caleb Franks, and Brandon, Brandon Caserta, have all pled not guilty and have been held without bail since their arrests. Is, have you, is this the article that has the pictures of them? 
because like th- there were six pictures in one of the articles you sent, and they all looked like pretty good, like clean American kids. And then there's this one guy in the middle that looks like Uncle Fester. That's probably the Fed in the group. <laughs> it probably is. Like, <laughs> hey man, want to take down a government? Yeah. <laughs> so it says, according to the Justice Department, the men met and trained over a six-month period in 2020, during which time they developed a plan to kidnap Whitmer for her second home, from her second home and possibly take her out of state where she could be put on trial for being a quote-unquote tyrant. I don't think you need to put that in quotes because yeah. she is a fucking right. tyrant. Right, she is. You don't need to put that in. No plan was ever executed before authorities made arrests. Um, so it said six men, right? Six yes. men were, uh, where to say this? The ledge plot to kidnap. Take her yeah, the six, the the five to five of six. The sixth one, it says, uh, cooperated. Like he took a plea deal and cooperated. Oh, so, of course. Yeah, so he's a bitch. Yeah. Um. But it goes on to say eight other men were charged under Michigan's anti-terrorism statutes for providing material support to the plotters. Half of the defendants in the combined cases were members of a militant group known as the Wolverine Watchmen, which was associated with the Three Percenters extremist movement. All but two are from the state of Michigan. All right. So that that's the the whole overline, right. like narrative. outline of it. Narrative. Yeah. yeah. So. These guys in this supposed militant group, which we, we remember we showed all the symbols of uh, how, yes. to, how to recognize a militant. An MBE. Yeah, a militant. Violent extremist. Violent extremist yeah. group. <clears throat> and, and we're talking like Betsy Ross flags, right. talking about like Second Amendment yeah. stuff. We're talking Punisher about skull. Punisher skulls, um, the don't tread on me flag. Yeah. So all these things. Uh, if you see these things, make sure you report it to your yes. local FBI see something, agent. Say something. So your local FBI agent be- can turn them into an informant and <laughs> yeah. entrap them into some sort of terrorist plot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so these six guys. All hanging out, being militants, as militants do, uh, shooting guns and shit, and uh, start talking about, you know, what'd be a great idea. Why don't we, we, you hate Governor Whitmer? I hate Governor Whitmer, too. She is a tyrant. Uh, maybe we should do something. About, maybe we should go kidnap her. Maybe we should take her and try her out of state for, like, a, I don't know, a civilian trial, right. like civilian court proceeding. And then some, at some point it got to the point of, oh, maybe we should fucking kill her. Maybe we should hang her. <laughs> Did they really get to that point where they're like, we need to just kill her? I, this is the, that's the narrative. You heard Whitmer. She's like, and potentially yeah, wow. kill me. Um, I, I, think, I, I can see her just saying that just for drama's sake. All right. So speaking of just saying this. For drama's sake. For drama's sake. Is it a crime? Is it a crime to for a group of guys to be sitting around drinking beers, possibly shooting guns at metal targets and stuff, and be like, you know, I fucking hate the government. I I think somebody should hang her. Is that a crime? No, not at all. No, is we that, do it all the time. No, we don't. <laughs> is that considered <laughs> plotting to murder? Or plotting? No, like no. I mean, from what the defendants say, that's basically what this kind of was. Like yeah. a bunch of hotheads running their mouths right. and. Maybe an F, not maybe, clearly an FBI agent kind of come in and like yeah. stir shit up more than it was. Yeah. Because the FBI uh, informants were like fronting, I, we've talked about this in the past, were mm. fronting the travel pay right. to get to yeah. the locations. I, I think even because they talk about the, a couple of these guys like scouting out her house and stuff. And I think there right. was an informant that took them to her house to scout really? the, the place so, out. 
like they're paying said, they're, for food. They're sitting around. They're like shooting, drinking some beers, and someone's like, you know, she needs to be held accountable. We need to take her to the next state over where they can like per- persecute her. And some guy's like, oh, I I could help you with yeah, that. I know I where got, she lives. I I got, I got a hotel. Man. You you guys just come stay <laughs> yeah. in this hotel with me. Uh, you got uh, here here have yeah. some ammo. Have some. Well, and, and he was probably even like, you know. She probably no one's going to prosecute her. I mean, you're probably better off just killing her, right? Yeah, right. And they're like, exactly. well, that seems extreme, but okay, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so scrolling to the top of this article gets to my main point of the show. The headline of this tar- uh, article, which came out last year, which says the FBI allegedly used at least twelve informants in the Michigan kidnapping case. Now, when you go back to the people that were charged, that clearly aren't informants, because informants five of the six. Well, yeah, informants don't get charged. There's right. there's six people that were arrested, and then eight more people. You're yeah. talking 14 people total right. that weren't informants, and you have 12 people that, that are informants. Yeah. So almost half of the people involved in this plot yeah. were part of the fucking FBI. Yeah. And that makes me—I'm uh, going to pose this question now before and then i'll probably ask it on because there's so many cases of this that we're going to discuss couldn't they have stopped this from go moving forward of course they could i mean there's there's 12 of them there couldn't wouldn't it wouldn't it do more for them to talk them off the ledge if they were already in that mindset because you talked about what were you talking about uh, like the kids on video games where right. they have this yeah. ideology and you push them to the next level. Right. Instead of pushing them well, to the next level, why don't you bring them down to reality? Right. Uh, one of the articles you'd sent me, and I don't know if we're going to talk about it, but it was the the Harold uh, Plaza bombing kid Yeah, who uh, uh, the FBI agent like basically like hooked him up with someone to get him explosives yeah. and stuff, and then he even like was like, "No, I can't do this." And then the guy like basically threatened he, him. Well, yeah, he's like, "You, you, you better you, you fucking do it now." No, you will do. This. Yeah, you yeah. will do it. And he's like, "Okay." And then he pushes the button, nothing happens, and then they arrest him. Yeah, I mean, it's like. Yeah, they set the whole fucking thing up. Yeah, and you, again, even if they didn't, but they're aware. Even if they're just like bystanders that are just keeping an eye on it, it's like. Yeah. Instead of, hey, let's see how far this goes. Because there's how many cases do you think are possibly out there we don't know of where they're like, let's see how far this goes and we'll stop them at the yeah. last. We'll, we'll catch them red-handed. Right. And uh, the, the FBI being as efficient as they are, oops, we missed, and yeah. the bomb goes off. Well, okay. <laughs> how many school shooters have there been when they're like, well, he was on our watch list. Yeah. Right? It's like, I mean, so what were you watching? Yeah, what exactly so it's like, were you what watching? What the fuck were you doing? Yeah, it's I like, mean, did they, well, but did they give them the weapons? I mean, everybody's like, well, how did an 18 year old get AR 15? Well, maybe they fucking sold it to him. Right? Right. I mean, it's just well, like, exactly. how it's, far are they go- getting into this stuff? We're going to get into like how much the government or the FBI like provides. And like, yeah. if the FBI was never there to begin with, would it have ever. Yes. Turned into anything more it's than like nothing. Fucking Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. The Nazis never would have found the Ark if it wasn't for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, <Assholes. laughs> so this says uh, the government employed at least a dozen confidential informants to infiltrate groups of armed extremists who allegedly plotted to kidnap the governor of Michigan, according to a new filing in federal court on Monday. The filing made by one of the five defendants in the federal case asked the prosecutors to be ordered to share more information about those informants, their relationship with the FBI, and specific roles they played in building the case. 
It came among a blizzard of 15 new defense motions in the high-profile case, including requests to move it to a different district, to suppress evidence from a search warrant, and to try at least one defendant separately from the other. So it sounds like a major shit show going on right now. Or, like, throughout this whole thing. For the last year, basically, it's been a shit show. And, I mean, these people's lives are destroyed. Um, One of the the people that they talked about was this Brandon Caserta guy. And he was actually on uh, the No Way Jose podcast. That's what turned me on to this. He was one of the, like, I don't know where all my fucking articles went. Like, I had this stuff pulled up. Um, So, basically, this guy says... Straight up, if it wasn't for the FBI, yeah, none of this would have happened. It would have never gotten this far. Yeah, uh, we would nobody would have had the resources that <laughs> nobody like they were. So, so listening to this guy's interview, go back, go to the No Way Jose podcast and listen to the interview with Brandon Caserta because I mean you'll get way more information than I have time to talk about right now. But basically, what he is saying is. Like, he was already kind of getting, like, this uh, anti-government kind of mindset like we have. Like, this paranoia towards the government and with all this stuff that's going on right now, especially with, uh, like, the the COVID lockdowns and everything going on, that he just reached out and wanted to join groups and stuff. Right. Like, like-minded groups. And he got involved in this group that was basically— and. From what I gather, this guy was probably the F- one of the FBI informants. It's like this guy had like a plot of land. It's like, hey, you want to come out and shoot guns? We'll talk things over. And it was basically kind of like a gun club where they just kind of bitched about the government. Right. And from what he talks, that's about the extent of it until all of a sudden there was all this like talk coming up. Like he never heard the plot being made. But it just kind of filtered through. But he was never part of that conversation right. to kidnap Whitmer. And so he's one of the ones that got acquitted. Oh, okay. But it came down to, like, um, they're like, you know, it was basically like what we said. You know, we should uh, do something about this. And they're like, oh, yeah. And then they start to back down. It's like, and they keep ramping them back up. It's like, no, we you, we got to do so. We, yeah. let, let's kidnap her. And uh, they're like, eh, we're not going to do that. Then it can't, somehow turned into, let's kill her. And it's just like... And they end up bringing in a female informant to give them drugs and have sex with them and try to convince them to carry this no thing shit. out. Yeah, this this is according to the Brandon Concerta oh, wow. guy. So, like I said, go back and listen to that because, I mean, it just reeks of entrapment in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and it comes back to like what I was saying. It's like if you suspect these guys are like up to something, the – Moral duty would be to talk them out of it oh, primarily, yeah. not right. not talk them into it and catch them in the act. Right. Yeah, it, it's ba- it goes back to uh, what we were talking about uh, Waco last week, <coughs> where it's like, well, we know this guy's a bad guy, so we got to go and get him, and we we got to make a big deal of it. Uh, we can't just arrest him on the right. streets. Right. Yeah. We got to yeah. have a big show, like publicized right. show of force, yeah, because and- otherwise. Nobody would think there's ever a problem with militias. Yeah. Right? But because they push it to the point of action, then they can bust and be like, uh, six guys were were arrested for plotting on kidnapping the governor Mm -hmm. of Michigan. Right? I mean, isn't that a scarier headline than six yahoos sitting around drinking beer? Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 
five men talked down and over over a beer from uh, anti-government from doing some stupid shit. Yeah. Five guys talking shit over over yeah. a beer, and they were talked out of. They were told, "No, that's a stupid idea." I mean, that's that's not a sexy headline. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it does. It's not going to get people being like, "Oh shit, someone needs to do something." But again, like, how many conversations have you had where it's just like, "Yeah, well, if it comes down to it, I mean." You got to stand up to a government government right. like this. I mean, yeah. that doesn't mean that we're plotting anything. Right. Yeah, it, like, we, we've said that on the show. It's so many times, yes. actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it just—it's disgusting how far this like progressed <laughs> to the point where, like, like we know because of court documents that they were funding, right? At least the travel of it. They yeah. were funding. Probably the ammo of it. If it's oh, like, yeah. hey, I would imagine, yeah, come here and shoot. Gun. They're probably. Pro- well, I, I think I read that they provided like a stun gun too. Oh, probably. Because they were going to stun her. Yeah, but, but that's exactly why when Jim dude came and he's like, I'm looking for some like minded people. I'm like, I don't know anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're 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 Jim dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that is sketchy to me. Yeah, um, that reeks of Fed to yeah. me. So, so what do you think of this whole Whitmer case? Yeah, do it, you think do you think any of these guys go to jail? I don't think so because I think there's so much evidence of entrapment. I I think they just it just goes away. What do you think after all this um coming out this whole FBI entrapment stuff coming out? And the FBI is like, "No, that's that's not entrapment." Um no. even the judge in one of the trials was like, "It's not entrapment when you um you agreed to do it. That's not entrapment." I, but I I disagree because if you're if you're Again, the biggest okay crime is usually done because of opportunity, right? And how difficult it is is it to find transportation and resources to pull something like this off? Mm. So a lot of times it's just talk, right? And then it's like, oh well, that yeah, that would be cool, but you know we can't do that. I got to be at work on Monday, you know. And but then it's when you got the FBI guys there, be like, well, you know, I got I got a car and a plane ready to go, and and a bunch of money. Yeah, I can can fund. You don't have to work. I'll give you a couple bucks. You'll be good for for a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to get this done now. I mean, then it it changes, right? And, And who wants to be the guy drinking beer, trying to be a badass, and be like? Oh shit, guys! I don't. I don't really feel like I doing wasn't that. I was serious. Now. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I, I. I thought we were joking. And I then, we were even th- then, if he said that, the FBI, uh, FBI guy'd probably be like, "Pussy." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want you want your friends to call you a pussy? You just all like, talk, man. <laughs> like it's one thing to have the crazy ideas in your head yeah. because I think probably ninety percent of people have crazy ideas in their head, and the rest are just freaking drones. Yeah. Um, it's another thing to have the. A, the nerve to pull something off, and B, yeah. the resources to follow through with it. Absolutely. Well, that's like classic example. Uh, you remember the the kid that was like suicidal, and his yes. girlfriend kept yes. texting him and texting him, stop being a pussy, stop being a pussy, and do <laughs> yeah. it. And then he did it. Well, yeah. She was held responsible Absolutely. for that because she pushed him over the edge. That's the exact well, same thing. How, as far how as is, I'm concerned, yeah, how how yeah. are these people not held responsible for pushing them yes. over the edge? They have this idea in their head. Instead of talking them off the ledge, yeah. st- saying "Take your finger off the trigger," it's like, yeah. "No, fucking do it, man." Yeah, no, and absolutely. Yet, they they wait till that. I guess the difference is they would wait till he's like literally got the gun to his head, right. the the chick, and right. he's like the the. The trigger is halfway pulled, and she's like, whoa, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Maybe, because, again, how many mass shootings have there been where it goes too far, and then they're like, oh, we were watching the guy. That's what I was going to say. It's like, 
what are the chances that, oops, my finger accidentally slipped after you said, well, you startled me and my finger slipped and I blew my brains out. It's like, well, I wasn't responsible because I told him not to do it at the last second. So that's not on me. Now, Now, the difference would be if they were just one of the guys there... Right, sitting, watching things right. happen, just and monitoring. Then, yeah, just monitoring, not offering any any or, solutions or or any at much. least being like, "Do we really want to do this? Yeah, Maybe be, be yeah, that. Be like, yeah, right. <laughs> do you think this is a good idea, guys?" And they're like, right. "Oh no, we're doing it. We already got it set up." And then and then make your move and then get it right. I mean, that would be a totally different situation because then you're so. not you're not you're not funding and. And, you know, setting things up. You're not facilitating the thing. Like, this seems to be the case. <laughs> yes, absolutely. This seems like case. to be a total FBI op. <laughs> yes. Well, it's like what we talked last week about Randy Weaver. We talked quite a bit about Ruby Ridge. But yeah. the FBI likes to prey on, like, the more susceptible individuals. And they yeah. thought Randy Weaver was one of these guys where, hey, if we get him in something, yeah. then we can prey on him. And we can, uh, like, they have these, like, kind of dumb participants that mm-hmm. that find themselves in a shitty situation right. it's like well we got you now right well randy weaver's like fuck that you don't got right. no, you don't got shit well and, but it sounds to me without um with weaver is that they were they maybe were targeting him trying to make him an informant because well yeah that's he was exactly what they're deep within yes. the community that they wanted to get that's into. that's what they were doing yeah. it's like you find the like i said susceptible yep. individual to um like maybe entrap them in something small so then you can uh, take down the big target. Right, right. And that's kind of what, what's going on yeah. here. They get these... I don't think these informants were actually agents. They were probably dumbasses that right. got arrested for drug right. charges or something, something petty. Stupid, yeah. And they're like, hey, now you're going to play this militant role and you're going to go in and do this, this, yeah. this, so we can take down the big fish, right. the big white supremacist or uh, militia move, anti-government militia movements, yeah. and we can have a big one. Instead of having this little petty drug deal arrest... Right. We can have this big yeah. fish, and then for we the get win. the big headlines. I mean, that's that's their mo. Oh, it absolutely. has been for for a, for a long time, and um, it takes me to uh, the article I sent you. If, if that one shows up, why did half of my articles disappear? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the it, here it is. Um, Take, going back to the 1990s, which yeah. we talked a lot about, so we're we're not going to spend a ton of time in the 90s, but this is their M.O. This is from the Epoch Times. It talks about they actually had an op, like an FBI, FBI operation called PATCON, which is when they infiltrated these militia groups. And um, they were saying they were just there to, like, monitor the situation right. and and take them down from the inside or whatever. But yeah. the grand scheme of it, it was something – it usually turned into something bigger to where they were – funding they were providing resources that would not have been gained by those groups had it not been for the fbi so this is from epoch times it's titled pat con explored records provide a glimpse of fbi right-wing infiltration ops so this one's really interesting to me and again this was brought to my attention by uh the No Way Jose podcast of course it's not gonna let me freaking read it because i gotta subscribe or some stupid shit Hang on, let me try. <laughs> let me read it all afternoon, <laughs> and I knew once we got to this, it won it. Maybe we'll we'll see how far we can get. It says the FBI code named it. Go the fuck away. <laughs> named it Patriot Conspiracy or PatCon, a 1990 era right wing infiltration operation so secret is still its details still remain largely unknown. 
So it was really only came out into the public in 2007 through, I think, a FOIA request or something. So this is you're talking early 90s. Okay. This went on, and then finally in 2007. Bush senior. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it says PatCon says first revealed heavily redacted records in 2007. PatCon entailed three undercover FBI agents, which is probably way more than that. Yeah, There's three yeah. that they're telling us about. Um, operating a front group called the Veterans Aryan Movement, posing as a racist mil- militiaman, militiaman who robbed banks to fund domestic terrorism. That the sounds under- like uh, justified. Yeah, right? <laughs> Says the undercover agents spied on various right-wing organizations throughout the early 90s, but never contributed to any major convictions. So so they did all the shit to like get this big win. Right. They potentially funded because... <clears throat> You know they're not just saying that they're robbing banks to fund domestic terrorism. You know they the FBI has some kind of payroll system oh, where they're yeah. funding yeah. the the domestic terrorism right. so they can get in because they're not going to just show up and be like, "Hey guys, uh, we rob banks and uh, right. we we can get money. You yeah. want to let us in?" It'd be like, <laughs> um, "Where where's the money, dude?" Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. Yeah, I'm gonna right, get right. it. Yeah, you but, just um. You let um, us in first. You, you let us know what the plan is, and that way we know how many banks to rob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you let us know exactly what you're going to do yeah. and when you're going to do it, well, yeah. that, that'll give Time us and an, place, an idea of involved. how much money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they, they probably showed up. He's like, I got the cash. Right. You, you want to work with us? It says the existing public records on PatCom are re- relatively sparse. They include a few sworn declarations in a long-running FOIA lawsuit, as well as an initial set of redacted documents obtained by extremism researcher J.M. Berger. We need to get J.M. Berger on. Yeah, we do. Goes on to say, uh, together the documents portray an FBI program that prioritized intelligence gathering on U.S. citizens over enforcing the laws. So it wasn't so much, hey, we got to arrest these people. It's, hey, well, we want to gather a bunch of intel right. on people. Yeah. It's a spying op. We're spying right. on our own people. Whereas typically the FBI would deal with bank robberies. They just let these go. <laughs> yeah, like, they yeah. Let, yeah, they let the shit go and yeah. see how far it goes. And then they gather intel, and then maybe that leads them again to a bigger fish. And then they yeah. infiltrate that group, and then maybe that leads to a bigger fish. Right. And in the end, it led to like Nothing. little to no arrests. It says, possibly worse, they reveal connections between Pat Con and the Oklahoma City bomber Timothy McVeigh, raising troubling questions about how a massive FBI right-wing counterterrorism initiative failed to prevent the deadliest domestic attack in U.S. history. That's a valid question. That's how efficient they are. Yeah, I right. mean, they, yeah. they spend how many billions of dollars on this, and they're yeah. follow, tracking these people and infiltrating these groups, and this guy is but, on their radar and right. but that's pulls it off. one of those cases, like you're talking about, where, oops, pulled the trigger. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, shit. I thought he, they said this was happening on Tuesday. So, um, Jose, I, I keep going back to him because he's the one that did the stuff yeah. on on uh, the OKC bombing. So, again, go back and check out the Jose No Way Jose podcast. Um, he's not paying me to say this stuff either. <laughs> he was on our show last week if you want to hear more from him. But um, his guest, uh, I think it was Richard Booth was his name. He, mm-hmm. He's got a lot of information on this yeah. stuff. And so, I mean, this shit will blow your mind yeah. a bigger hole in your brain than the Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. 
It's, uh, it goes on to say the FBI latched launched PACOM in 91 to investigate a right-wing extremist movement that had been bubbling under the surface of U.S. society throughout the 80s. Members included disaffected military veterans. Remember you brought up— Yeah, Vietnam. Yeah, you're like, I wonder if these Vietnam vets that were kind of being ignored for the last 10 years, if they uh, were pushed into this kind of movement. Well, this, this, this says it right there. Uh, Displaced farmers as well as a fringe group of racist extremists. Um, While hundreds of militias and armed conservative organizations operated peacefully during this time, one particular group, Committee of the States, dominated the spotlight with its violent actions and anti-Semitic screed. So this group is what got them thinking, hey, we got to go do something something. about this. So it says, scrolling down, it says, to investigate any threats, the FBI created a front group called the Veterans Aryan Movement, outfitted with three undercover agents. VAM quickly infiltrated the militia scene by posing as anti-government extremists who robbed banks and armored cars to fund their operations. The agents soon discovered that the TLI militia lacked concrete plans to kill any federal law enforcers. Sorry, so, guys. This is a bus. Let's move to the next one. <laughs> that or, hey, uh, they don't have plans. We could give them plans. They don't yeah, have resources. Go, right? We could give them resources. Yeah, we, can, we can get this TLI up there. <laughs> says, instead of closing their investigation, the FBI kept its VAM front group operating as a vehicle to collect evidence of the criminal activity of suspected domestic terrorism organizations. So, thought crimes now. They're not doing anything wrong, but potentially potentially they could be doing something. Uh, It says, uh, one of PACCOM's main target was Tom Posey, a Vietnam veteran who helped... This, this is interesting. I want to look more into this guy. Mm. Tom Posey was a Vietnam vet who helped train anti-communist fighters in Nicaragua during the Reagan administration. Mm. He became radicalized after he felt that Reagan's administration threw him under the bus amid the Iran-Contra scandal. So probably these guys participating yeah. in these events, these anti-communist things that we're not supposed to be participating in, right. it comes to light, and Reagan's just like, oh, those fucking violent extremists. I don't know anything yeah, about these I, guys. I don't know yeah. those guys. What are you talking about? And so yeah. he's like, well, you're going to call me this. I'm going to be this thing. Well, yeah. But, I mean, when, you, when you're when you doing – you're serving your country, right, and you feel like you're doing your duty, and then they throw you under the bus and be like, no, these, these guys have nothing to do with us. I yeah. mean – what then you're like okay well that government doesn't serve my needs mm-hmm. yeah i need to branch out right says by february 92 po- posey was purportedly trying to sell stinger anti-aircraft missiles on the black market ambitious matthews also a vietnam vet who worked with posey and cma in Ni- nicaragua before becoming an informant tried to help broker a deal as part of an attempt attempted fbi sting operation uh says the uh, FBI's documents and several interviews with people with direct knowledge of events paint a murky picture but offer no clear evidence the stingers had even been real. Hmm. It says, while the FBI stinger sting never bore fruit, the FBI had connected Posey to 61 pairs of night vision goggles that had been stolen from Fort Hood. (laughs) Really? Really? However, the U.S. Army was running its own investigation in the matter and arrested the thief in January. Ironically... After receiving a tip from Posey. Mm. (laughs) So Posey buys all these NVGs from this thief from Fort Hood. And then he's like, ah, these might be stolen. 
Um, I better let the army know. I better let the army know. But the FBI arrests him later yeah. for stealing, for buying stolen NPGs. And that's the only case during all of this operation of any, that's the most major arrest huh. they got out of all of this. Wow. So talk about um, yeah. good <laughs> use of government resources. Says history, historian Wendy Painting, who covered PatCon in her 2016 doctoral thesis, uh, aberration in the heartland of the real, takes a more dismal view of the program. So they're saying they were just sitting here monitoring the situation right, and right. trying to take down people. And she claims that this is a lot worse than oh, what I'm, they're making yeah, it out to be. I believe her already. <laughs> because I remember I said, if you're going in there saying that you're bank robbers— that are funding these right. these uh, <laughs> events, you got to show up with some collateral right. here to, to prove yourself. Because she says, in attempts to prove they were not feds, PatCon agents and informants set about successfully arranging the theft, often from military bases, sale and purchase of related contraband, mostly weapons but sometimes explosives. Huh. So <laughs> we got the FBI <laughs> attempting to infiltrate these groups and thwart... These plans, but in the meantime, they're providing them with all the ammunition and explosives to well, pull it off. And, and robbery from military bases is it possible that they stole sixty NVGs? <laughs> right, or the sting? Like, where the fuck are you getting stinger missiles? From? Right, yeah. Maybe the FBI to sell back to the FBI and get yeah. arrested. It's, it's just like, yeah, it, it's the whole case in point. He never would have had stinger missiles or NVGs yeah. or whatever. To sell the FBI informant if it wasn't for the FBI informant on this side right, selling, selling him it the, through him. Yeah, right. It reminds me of, did you ever watch that MASH episode with Colonel Flagg? Mm-hmm. And then there's the, he's like CIA and the other guy's like um, FBI and they're like out yes, to try yeah, to take each other down. Yeah. It's like, he <laughs> yeah. he thinks that I'm CID and I'm really CIA and um, his people and my people and your people. And they're like, can't you just <laughs> let my people go? Yeah. That's that's what this it, it is. Uh, well, and and during this time, we know that there was no communication, right? Right between different. I mean, the communication between government organizations, like eighties and nineties, was shit. <laughs> right, right. That's, so that's I mean, a that's, whole joke on Mash. Yeah, and they were like competing for government funding yeah. and competing. It was like the other organization was the bad guy because they were. Whoa. What happened? I bumped a button. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's time to go, apparently. Um, yeah, they're they're battling it out for government funding. And so that so, wouldn't surprise me if that's what that was, right. right? So a little bit more about McVeigh. It says, fueling the debate is the fact that PatCon had brushes with the Oklahoma City bomber McVeigh, including when McVeigh attended the same Soldier of Fortune convention as Posey, the guy mm. that um, became... Yeah, that they were they were tracking this whole time, and I think he turned informant at some point. It says Berger, who discovered PatCon in 2007 through the FOIA request, takes the view that the conspiracies surrounding PatCon are overblown, despite acknowledging uh, research that McVeigh literally drove through the middle of a PatCon investigation landscape. Wow. Uh, so basically. Uh, yeah, it says right here, Mr. Matthews told me that based upon his experience, he believed the FBI's real objective was to infiltrate and to incite fringe groups to violence. Okay, so the part that that's in there about McVeigh, it says basically after the fact, or be- just prior to the fact, I can't remember, but somebody 
some informant in the group was like, this guy McVeigh was was seen with this guy here in this group here. And the FBI at the time was like, yeah, we know. We've been following him. We've been tracking him. Hmm. And then all of a sudden this fucking building blows up and it's like, what happened to your tracking? Right. And like, it makes you wonder, looking yeah. at like the Whitmer case and like the, provi- the provisions of explosive in these other cases and stuff, it's yeah. like, how much do they have a role in this? No, that's a good question. Um, because uh, what that Richard Booth was talking about is they think potentially that that was a sting operation gone bad because mm-hmm. you know the ATF is located in that building, right? Mm-hmm. Well, according to a lot of reports, the, F- the ATF was nowhere in the building at the time of the explosion because, because they were on a late-night uh, operation yeah. the night before. And coincidentally, the the government building across the road, the security there was told be on the lookout for uh, a strength like anything. Just be on the watch overnight tonight because right. something might go down tonight. So Richard Booth's theory is kind of maybe they set up a sting operation where McVeigh was supposed to blow up that building overnight, and then maybe he got wind that this stuff came right. out and decide, or maybe there was car troubles or something right. where he was delayed yeah. and they were supposed to catch him overnight yeah. and they didn't because it didn't happen overnight. It happened yeah. mid morning. Well, I mean, and that's the thing it's like when they're, when they're doing this, they're playing Russian roulette. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, exactly. they don't know who they're going to get. No. They don't know, you know, if the guy's going to go off book, right. Be like, well, the plan was to blow up this building, but man, the DOV DMV really pissed me off last week. So <laughs> right. I'm going to take them out. Yeah. So it, it just like are, is the FBI actually thwarting plots when they're so complicit? In it sounds like they're perpetrating them. them. In, in the very least, they're like giving them the providing yeah. the resources that they never would have got their hands on to right. begin with if yes. it wasn't for the FBI doing it. Yeah. So they can make this big bust, this big arrest. Because, uh, like I said, it's it's a lot to go from I want to blow up a building to oh I got all these explosives. And all this ammo and all this travel expense right. money, and now I have all the resources here to blow up this fucking right. building. Yeah, it, it's like right. So there's I guess... there's a big step there that we're yeah. missing, and right. a lot of that gets provided by yeah. the FBI. And and like I said, it, it's a lot of these people. You know, it, it's just a passing thought, mm-hmm. and and then all of a sudden, boom, there it is. It's like, man, you know, if. If I had an opportunity, I sure would go rob a bank, you know, for right. five hundred thousand. Someone's like, "Well, you know, I got all the codes to that alarm system and uh, the code to the safe, and uh, I happen to know they're going to be have a full safe, and I'll take you there." You know, I mean, it, so it's like, it, it's again, it's often crimes of opportunity, but they're giving the opportunity and everything else they need to get it done. Right. So. Here's another example. This might not have been incited, but this was definitely another example of FBI playing Russian roulette. Instead of just fucking arresting the guy to begin with, trying to 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 expose this plot before it happens. Uh, do you remember the first World Trade Center bombing? It was like 92, 93? So, right in that yeah. same time frame that the FBI was doing a bang-up job. Literally right. a bang-up job. <laughs> yeah, right. um, this is from the New York Times, actually. Apparently... Uh, the FBI kind of flubbed this one because they very much could have thwarted that bombing. Because this says, tapes depict a proposal to thwart bombing used in the Trade Center blast. 
So let me read this one. Again, this is from New York Times, October 28, 1993. It says, Law enforcement officials were told that terrorists were building a bomb that would eventually be used to blow up the World Trade Center. And they planned to thwart the plotters by secretly substituting harmless powder for the explosives, an informer said after the blast. The, infor the informer was given... Right, the informer was to have helped the plotters build the bomb and supply fake powder, but the plan was called off by an FBI supervisor who had other ideas for how the informer, Ahmad Salam, should be used, the informer said. So mm. so they arrest this guy for whatever, and they're yeah. just like, we're going to use you. And this guy's like, hey, they're, they're going to blow this shit up. And they're like, well, we're going to use you. Um, we're going to... You're gonna help the. You're gonna continue helping them make this bomb, yeah. but you're gonna provide them with this this fake powder, so it's never gonna go off. And then this new uh, su supervisor or whatever comes in. He's like, "No, this is my show. I'm running the show. We're not doing this. We're. We, I want to use him for this instead." So that guy never got the fake powder wow. to the bomb. And then at the end of the day, the bomb yeah. went off. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, you could see the same thing happening with McVeigh, mm -hmm. right? Well, it's like, why didn't you just go fucking arrest them to begin with? Exactly. If they're that far into it, yes, just go get them instead of. Well, even if you have nothing, I, I we got to wait till he pulls the trigger. I'm hesitant to say this, but even if you have very little evidence on them, at least go knock on the door and be like, "I know you know that I know that you know," and maybe that would be enough to be like, "Oh, they know." <laughs> I mean, it was like the the Uvalde uh, the kids that planned the the shooting back in uh, what was it 2016? Yeah, something like that. And it, to do it in 2022, it's like they they the kids had plans and this, and they they went and got them. Did we ever conclude that that was the same kids though? No, well, I mean, I, no, they, I think they were different kids. They'll never come out if we think. Yeah, well, that's kids. yeah. Well, but obviously they missed a kid because it, I mean it was the same day. They missed something. Yeah, they missed something. Or they wanted to see how this would play. Right. Out. Yeah. Maybe they're like, well, you know, there was a third kid. Well, let's see what happens with this then. Yeah. So they <laughs> just I see them kicking back with that popcorn, you know, that Michael Jackson, just to see what happens. Yes. Says the account, which was given in transcript of hundreds of hours of tape recordings, Mr. Salem secretly made of his talks with law enforcement agents. How was he secretly recording himself? <laughs> thought like, do they not search him? Man, they're really yeah. Well, they probably up. just figured. Well, you know, he doesn't know. Says portrays the authorities as f in a far better position than previously known to foil the bombing of the new of New York's tallest towers. Hmm. The explosion left six people dead, more than a thousand injured, and damages in excess of half a billion dollars, which Jeez. today was probably billions of dollars. Right. Um, so it says he was a 43 year old Egyptian army officer used by the government to penetrate a circle of Muslim extremists now charged in the two bombing cases, which never would have happened. Right. If they just went, if and you hadn't done it, um, the guy goes on to say he requested to meet me in a hotel. He requested to make me testify. If he didn't push for that, we'll be going building the bomb with a phony powder and grabbing the people who was involved in it. But since you, we didn't do that. So he was talking to the supervisor. He's right. like, <laughs> the, you're, "This yeah, is your fault. This is on you, man." Yeah, but again, uh, if they had never push it to that right. level where they're yeah. about to pull the trigger that yeah. never bomb never would have gone off yeah and 
that's just what they're telling us. Right, right. How much of it was actually like instigated or like oh, pushed? Yeah. Like you guys know you want you want to blow the yeah. shit up, right? Yeah. You, you know, shit. The World Trade Centers. I mean, that's. I mean, that's that's symbolic. That's a big target right yeah, there. That's, that's so much symbolism there. It's just like they're seemingly making terrorists worse yes. in the very least, if yeah. not creating terrorists yeah. on their own. So before we get it, it's it's about time for break. But before we do, I guess I have the question. Why? Why Why are they this way? On one hand, it's either A, they're really fucking bad at the job, which is probably the case, or B, it's for job security, a better way to yeah. like secure funding. It's right. like, well, we're this anti-terrorist agency, and we can't find terrorism, so if we create yeah. our own ter- like right. push people to terrorism, then we can take out the bad guys and still retain yeah. our funding of this right. organization and convince people that we are yeah. a legitimate they're, organization. Yeah. They I mean they're they're making the world safe for democracy, right? Yeah. I mean it's like you know, we got these right-wing groups but they're not real dangerous, but they could be. So if we instigate something where we catch them in the act, then they're already off the board and we don't have to worry about them. Right? But how Clearly. many more are you making? Yes. Exactly. Or like how many not only the people that you are directly influencing, well, look at like Waco incident. Mm-hmm. Like how many yeah. how many militants rose up? Like that's bullshit, yeah. and then you just made a bunch of right. more enemies. Yeah, like or- that little flyer we talked about yesterday that MVEs may reference Ruby Ridge and Waco. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big recruiting tool for MVEs. Yes, yeah, it's like this one guy you entrapped into becoming supposedly trying to make your informant through these same kinds of tactics. Yeah. That was. Blatant PatCon operative there, whether right. or not it was under the umbrella of PatCon, PatCon that was blatantly what they were doing. It was a, a PatCon type, yeah, uh, movement or yeah. Uh, operation there. Yeah. So by doing that, you made him into a martyr. First of all, right, right, it's because I mean yeah. <laughs> that was nationally publicized. You made yourself look like dumbasses, yeah. and. You pissed off all these other militants that already say the government's coming yeah. to take us. The government's coming to take us out. You just proved that, and yeah. you just probably uh, tenfold increased the, yeah. the the people that had those kinds of sentiment. Absolutely. And so, whether directly or indirectly, you're making more terrorists by yeah. your actions. Yeah, yeah. It's about time for a break. What do you think so far? Yeah, it's that's. Batshit crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is the government we live with. This is what we yeah. are taxpayers but, fund. But, again, when you look at any government program, do they do anything right? No. Well, so the fact a, that they're— Like the, the hand, on hand A, they're just bad at their job. Yeah, yeah. they're really fucking bad at their job. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But they think they're so good, and then they, they're letting people play with bombs and, and trying to get them to the point where they can catch them in the act— and inadvertently, they're they're gonna fuck up. They're gonna Clearly. go to the wrong site, or they're they're selling the real shit instead of the fake shit. Or some new boss comes in and is like, "No, uh, we're gonna use him." And then they forget to do the fake handoff, and it's like, I <laughs> and mean, then bombs really right. blow up. <laughs> I mean, it, it's the fucking government at its best. Yes, right there. And on the other hand, I, I don't put like reading all the stuff. I don't put it past them to just be like, no. "Well, let's." I mean, what's a bomb going right. off here and there to make us look yeah. like? Well, and that's what I wonder. Look about like some, we need to be here. Yeah, that's what I wonder about some of these these mass shootings. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he. Well, we were watching him, and it's like, okay, well, you didn't do shit about it. Yeah, and, look, the Parkland shooter was a yeah. class example. You, if you type in like 
FBI instigates blah, 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 like mm-hmm. terror or something. One of the top ones that pops up is the Parkland shoe, is the Florida shooter, because yeah. he was like hard on the radar. Like there were people that were like, this guy is planning something. Yeah. It's not like, oh, this guy's a little weird. You, you right. should keep an eye. It's like, this guy is planning something. He's yeah. saying, and they're just like, yeah, we'll keep an eye on him. See, yeah. see, see what happens. And then Parkland yeah. goes off and it's just like, yeah. All right. What the fuck were you doing? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and again, it just, it just. It, but but then it makes me like, well, yeah, it, it sucks. But you know, maybe we'll get guns off the streets. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, a couple dead people. I mean, right. If, if you think about it, if the plan is to legitimize your organization, I mean, the public can only hear, hey, we we beat the bad guys. We took down this plot. We foiled this plot. They can only hear that so many right. times before they're like, yeah, another plot got foiled. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I mean, at yeah. some point, you gotta maybe, I'm not saying right. allegedly, uh, maybe just let one of those bombs go yeah. off so you can be like, see? See, right. I told you. You need, you us. need us. You, you need, need us. us. Exactly. No, right. We gotta get into break. We'll be back in just three or four minutes and we're just gonna continue down this road, talk a little more about PatCon, talk about a couple more examples um because i like digging into these yeah. because it makes me really pissed off um <laughs> that's that's where i like to be so okay. we will be right back in just a couple of minutes goodbye have you ever thought that maybe voting maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life hi i'm Remster w martinez and i ask myself the same question That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Me- Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. And here we are. We're back. We're back. You know, I was thinking over break. Cause you thought? St- I didn't hear the ding. Uh, well, yeah, it, you missed it. You were no. in the other room. Anyways, that uh, you talked about movies and, and FBI agents. And every movie I can remember, yeah, makes the FBI agents look like idiots. Really? Like, I mean, when I, when I think, like, Die Hard, you know, the FBI agents, you know, they were, didn't know what they were doing. They came in, took over, and just... Well, the reason I shit up. said that is because one of the articles I read today said after the article or the FBI was formed, they kind of had a, a patent on their name and for the for Hollywood to use the 
FBI and anything, they had to cast them in a positive okay. light. So I wonder, like, when that time frame, like, yeah. went I, downhill. I would say, like, probably during the 80s. Probably. Maybe. And, well, and then, like, uh, probably after, the like, Blacklist always makes the FBI look oh, like obviously. idiots. Um, I wonder if it, that's what I was saying, like, maybe 20, 30 years yeah. ago they were, but then... Maybe after a lot of these scandals start coming to light, it's like, you know, right. maybe the patent ran out or something. That could I, be, yeah. I don't know. And people started realizing you guys right. are fucking morons. But, I mean, the FBI always looks inept and CIA yeah. is always shady as fuck. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, today and like more modern movies. Yeah. But yeah. I bet you if you Since go back to like on. the 60s or 70s movies, it was probably the totally FBI were taken out. I'm going to I'm doing research this week. I'm All right. Go see. Go watch a bunch of movies. Yep, that's your research. With FBI agents. So we talked about we talked about uh, PatCon. We yes. talked about a little bit about the Oklahoma City bombing. We talked about the Whitmer plot, which was a major screw up. That, yeah. I mean that that's got to be embarrassing. Like right. they've got to put somebody in jail just be, so they can right. get just a win out of this. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like how PatCon the Even only if it's charge. The- Head FBI guy put him in jail and be like, well, you know, this wasn't really authorized. So, right. well, it's like, uh, why is that not going away? Go away, music. Um, it's like what I was talking about, PatCon, how, like, I, through a whole three year, like, sting op, the only arrest, major arrest they got was that guy who was selling for selling stolen NVGs. Right. It wasn't right, yeah. even. Or purchasing or something, and yeah. he even was just like, uh, "Something's weird about this." Yeah, <laughs> right. He actually, yeah, he turned the freaking they turned he turned him into the army because it sound, didn't sound right. I think that's when he turned like informant Probably. Was after that arrest. So um, I can't get like fully deep into all these articles because the show's already long. Well, enough. yeah, there's. I was gonna say there's so much in all these. Well, here's. The where I got the title of the show, the the FBI Terror Factory. This is an article that came out in 2013, um, titled "Inside the Terror Factory," and it, it talks all about this and how a lot of these terrorists wouldn't be terrorists if it wasn't for the the push, mm-hmm. the gentle put nudge of the FBI or full out like shove. Right. And this one talks about that that guy that you were talking about that. Uh, Oh yeah, um, bom- what's going the to bomb stock exchange? The yeah. stock exchange, yeah. This that's what that's from this article here. So it says, uh, starts out. It says, Quasi Muhammad Nafis, who is who you're talking about, was a 21 year old student living in Queens, New York, when the U.S. government helped turn him into a terrorist. <laughs> Fantastic, right? right? Yeah, it's like. Uh, he's got these terrorist ideologies. What if we could make him a re- like a full yeah. blown balls to the wall terrorist? Yeah. Says his transformation began on July fifth when Nafis, a Bangladeshi citizen who'd come to the United States on a student visa in January, shared aspirations with a man he believed he could trust. So this is what year? Two thousand thirteen. Well, that's when this came out, but it, oh. it doesn't say the year I that think this it was took like, place. Oh, I think it was like. 2006 or something like that. Yeah. Says uh Nafis Nafis told this man on the phone on a phone call that he wanted to wage jihad in the United States, that he enjoyed reading al-Qaeda propaganda and he admired okay. Sheikh O. All or- right, but so here's my question. He told him over the phone, all right? But he didn't <laughs> initiate contact over the phone. He didn't call him up and be like, "I'd like to talk to you about your Lord and Savior 
Muhammad. Yeah. I mean, it, somehow contact was initiated beforehand, right? Yeah, right. Like, did they accidentally like dip their chocolate in their peanut butter and be like, "Hey, how about jihad?" No. Yeah. I, yeah. How did this contact get exactly? Made and, and that's what I'm curious about is how how do they initiate the contact? How do they see this guy and be like, "Yeah, he's he's somebody we need to hit up because he looks like he'll blow shit up." Yeah. Well, it says he enjoyed reading out this. So, first of all, this guy does not reek of a classic terrorist because he's clearly a fucking moron to be having this conversation <laughs> right. over the phone. Yeah, right, yeah. After the 60s when yeah. we know every phone was bugged. Right. Um, and if this was indeed early 2000s, after 9-11, if this was post-9-11. Right. Yeah, no shit. He's got to know that people, I mean, unless he's a dumbass, which it sounds to me like he was a dumbass. Yeah. Um, but it says he likes to read Al-Qaeda propaganda. So he's just telling it. It's like, yeah, I, I, I want to have jihad. I love Al-Qaeda propaganda. Yeah. And, Long walks um, on the beach. I'm and Pisces. he admired Sheik O or Osama bin Laden. Okay. I didn't know he had a rapper I name. I didn't either. That's really cool, actually. Yeah. So it says, um, who this confident or confidant was and how Nafis came to meet him remains unclear. So what yeah. you were saying. What we know from public uh, documents is that the man told Nafis he could introduce him to an Al-Qaeda operative. It was a hot, sunny day in Central Park on July 24th when Nafis met with Kareem, who said he was with Al-Qaeda. How, how often do you think Al-Qaeda meets <laughs> with some random dude? It's just right? like, hey, yeah. Hey man, I'm with Al Qaeda. Yeah, how are right. you? Yeah, yeah, I heard you want to have a jihad. I'm. <laughs> yeah. I, I just happen jihad. to be. I just happen to be with Al Qaeda. <laughs> My wife and I we jihad every weekend. <laughs> said Nafis, who had a slight build, mop of black hair, and feebly grown beard, told Kareem that he was ready for action. <laughs> yeah, this guy sounds like a basement nerd. Yeah. Yeah, and one well, that's probably again they probably a video game nerd exactly initiated contact over video games. He says what I really mean is that I don't want something that's like small. He said I just want something that's big, something very big, very 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 big. Wait, was this a dating site he was on, or is this? <laughs> this is when he's talking to the Al Qaeda dude. <laughs> I want something really big. I want it huge. <laughs> says something that will shake the whole country. He said that he wanted to bomb the New York Stock Exchange. That was apparently his plan. Okay. That that would be huge. I mean, but I don't know. Yeah. What dumbass basement dweller would be like, oh, the New York Stock Exchange, uh, great idea. Because he probably just watched Die Hard 3. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> says, with the help of his new Al-Qaeda contact, he surveilled the iconic building at 11 Wall Street. We are going to need a lot of TNT or dynamite, Nafis told Kareem. Dynamite? But, yeah. <laughs> Nafis didn't have any explosives. Or, as court records indicate, he didn't know anyone who could sell him explosives. As 95% of the United States. <laughs> yes, or 99% of the United States. It's yes. like, all right, all right, so, so man, it, it's kind of like the guys shooting the shit around, right. a couple beers, yeah. shooting guns. It's like, you know, it would be really cool to kidnap. I mean, we're not going to do it. We have no way of yeah. doing it. I, can, I, I, I got I the getaway guy. car. I've got... Yeah. Uh, here's some travel, some plane tickets and stuff. Yeah. This guy was like, I want to do something big. I need to meet with some Al-Qaeda guy. And his his contact's like, oh, I just happen to know a guy from yeah. Al-Qaeda. And he's like, well, I want to blow up this, and it's going to take a lot of explosives. I have no fucking idea where to get explosives. Right. And Al-Qaeda FBI I guy is like, to come across some. I know a guy with <laughs> ex- explosives, no problem. We just need someone to pull the trigger. 
It says um, his father, a banker in Bangladesh, had spent his entire life savings to send Nafis to the United States. So his he couldn't have pissed. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, his dad couldn't have provided. He no, had no right. finances of his own. Right. So even if he did know an explosives guy, he had no way of procuring right. those explosives because right. he, he didn't no have the money, money to get it. It says um, sent his. He spent all his money sending his son to the United States after his son, who was described to journalists by the people from his hometown as dim. He had flunked out of North North South University in Bangladesh. So he's a flunky. He's, yeah. in, he's a dumbass that would call somebody up and be like, hey, you know any Al-Qaeda right. contacts? Yeah. And then when some guy just shows up in a, in a park and is like, hey, I'm with, I'm with Al-Qaeda. <laughs> My name is Kareem. Yeah. <laughs> says, Kareem suggested they rent a storage facility to stash the material that they would need for a car bomb. Brilliant, right? He said he put up the money for it and get the material. Nafis dutifully agreed and suggested a new target, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Nafis later met Kareem at the storage facility where Nafis poured the materials Kareem had brought into trash cans, believing he was creating a thousand-pound car bomb they... That could level a city block. Jeez. In truth, the stuff was inert, and Kareem was an undercover FBI agent, no shit, yeah. who was tipped off by the man who Nafis believed was a confidant or was an FBI informant. Yeah. So an FBI informant he's talking to through probably video game chat yeah. tips off an FBI agent who yeah. now is playing an undercover right. Kareem Al-Qaeda I, I, I know this agent. kid. He, he wants to do something big. Um, I think you can get one. Says the FBI has secretly provided everything Nafis needed for the attack, not only the storage facility and supposed explosives, but also the detonator and the van that Nafis believed would deliver the bomb. So they provided they gave literally everything. fucking yeah. everything yeah. and planned it out for him because he's like, I want to do this. Well, well, you're going to need a van yeah. and you're going to need these big trash cans yeah. and you're going to need these yeah. explosives. And, and oh, it's really hard to I'll find parking on this block. Um, so if you come at like three in the morning. Yes. Says the defendant thought he was striking a blow to the American economy, uh, said U.S. Attorney uh, Loretta Lynch. Well, taking out the Fed, would he have, though? Yeah, no, that would probably, it would have probably helped the economy. Right. Says at every turn he was wrong, and his extensive efforts to strike at the heart of the nation's financial system were foiled by effective law enforcement. Is that what that was? That's Loretta Lynch saying this. Foiled by effective law enforcement. No, no, you didn't foil something. Yeah. You foiled what you put in yeah, motion to begin with. Because he, he never would have fucking yeah, got this, to this, this poor point. dumbass kid. Yeah, they just. Oh my gosh. It says it, if you scroll on down, it says Nafis is one of more than 150 men since 9/11 who have been who have been caught in FBI terrorism stings. Some who have received 25 years or more in prison. The FBI uses one of its used one of its more than 15,000 registered informants, many of them criminals. And these guys get like up to $100,000 per job, Jeez. per case. Jeez. Says the FBI now spends $3 billion on counterterrorism annually. But how many of these would-be terrorists would have acted were it not for the FBI yeah. agent prov- right. provocateur helping them? Yeah. that That's the question. Exactly. It's like, that again, that giant gap between... Uh, I kind of think this should happen, and pulling it off, yeah. the FBI filled in that gigantic yeah. gap yeah. for him. Man, I, I really hated paying my taxes. Boy, I'd sure like to do something back to the United States. 
well, I got something you can try. So, yeah, this was the guy that, like, parked the van, yeah. got out, like, moved a safe distance, dialed his phone that was supposed to set it off. Nothing happened, and then got arrested. Yeah. Do you think he dialed surf- the phone, and they're like, FBI? He's like, <laughs> fuck. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, uh, sorry, I got the wrong number. Yeah. <laughs> Let me try again. <laughs> do, 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 do. FBI. <laughs> Wait, this is supposed to be... Ah, oh, shit. Yep. Turn he around. probably still didn't realize. Turn around, Nassif. <laughs> <laughs> says, we poured thousands of pages of court record, poured through thousands of pages of court records, and found that nearly half of all terrorism cases since 9-11 involved informants. Many of them paid as much as $100,000 per assignment. Okay, all right, wait, wait, okay. So you're, you're an informant. Uh-huh. Right? You get hundred thousand dollars per. I'm not an informant. No, for no, all no. There. Okay, to clarify, but every not, informant would yes. say that they're yes. not an informant. How or wouldn't you be up drumming business? <laughs> I mean, that's like fucking a pyramid scheme. Yeah, be like, hey, you want to be an informant with me? You get a hundred thousand dollars. That's way more than I was getting for being an actual terrorist. <laughs> exactly. You know, I just get half for I signing you up, mm. and then you find be, see some poor kid and be like, hey. You know that that guy looks like he, you know, a nerd and doesn't have much life in his life. Why don't we get him going? Yeah, I mean, it's just it, uh, so this this here. This is a retired FBI special agent. His name is, uh, let's see, what is his name? Ahern. Yeah, he was the Weather Underground guy, right? Peter Ahern. I'm not sure. Um, he's a retired FBI special agent. Um, he was on the New York Joint Terrorism Task Force. And uh, this quote here says everything that we're saying. If you're doing a sting right, you're offering the target multiple chances to back out. Yeah, and that's not what's happening here. No, like the case of this kid, like you were saying, came down to, like, he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And like, you're going to fucking do it. Pussy. Yeah. Pussy. (laughs) And he's like, fine. Do, 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 do. FBI. Shit. Yeah. And it was probably... (laughs) <laughs> Kareem on the other end. He's yeah. like FBI. He's like Kareem. Is that you? But actually, yeah. it's actually it's a- Agent yeah. Tom Jones. It's just like <laughs> I knew you weren't Muslim. <laughs> you were eating that hot dog. <laughs> what was what was the movie where what was? Oh, I think it was on one of the Jackass movies where they were playing like t- pretending to be terrorists and they glued the fake beard on it. Ended up being uh, the other guy's pubes that he glued to his face. That's that was yeah. this that was this guy. It says few of the more than 150 defendants indicted and convicted since this way since 9/11 had have had connection to any terrorist. Evidence shows, and those that did have connections with terrorists, however lacked the capacity to launch attacks on their own. The F- an FBI informant not only led one of every three terrorist plots, but also provided all the necessary weapons, money, yeah. and transportation. One of three yeah. terrorist plots that they thwarted, they provided everything for. That It's a joke. And this is how they're maintaining their funding. Yeah, yeah. And again, the informants are making bank, so why wouldn't they go out and mm. ra- wrangle up some dumb kid? Or come up with some co- concocted story, right. and then they, they have to push this yeah. kid a little further. It's like, I can yeah. get my $100,000, asshole. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better push that button. Yeah. Right? Mama needs to pay- get paid. <laughs> so it, it, this is the, the last part in this article I want to read. It says, the FBI's logic to support the use of terrorism stings goes something like this. By catching a lone wolf before he strikes, federal law enforcement can take him off the streets before he meets a real terrorist who can provide him with weapons and munitions. 
However, to this day, no example exists of a lone wolf by himself unable to launch an attack becoming operational through meeting an actual terrorist in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. So this has never happened. The thing that they're trying to keep him from doing. Cause, so, so basically their theory is they're going by the playbook of like drug stings. It's right. like uh, some dude wants to buy drugs. And I mean, either way, he's going to get drugs from somebody. Right. And he shows up to this, uh, like, hotel room, like, shady hotel room. And this guy has a briefcase with the drugs in it. And he opens the, the briefcase, and there's no drugs. It's just a note that says, ha-ha, gotcha, FBI. Right. And they arrest him. Yeah. And their theory is, well, if he didn't buy fake drugs from us, he would have bought them from somewhere else. Right. Well, the problem is... The resources needed to pull something off isn't the same as right. some petty drug Buying dealer. A dime bag yeah. from a hotel room. Right. Uh, you Like this says, there's no example that exists of somebody that has no resources whatsoever actually connecting with an Al-Qaeda op, like a legit Al-Qaeda op, through his own connections, not FBI inform informant connections. Yeah. So none, no lone wolf has ever without any resources of their own, made these terrorist connections and pulled off a plot like yeah, this. Right. So the stings that they're supposedly thwarting have never actually happened. It's just yeah. a theory that they're going off of. Right. And it, it again, it's just, for me, a way to um, continue this like money pit well, yeah. towards the FBI. The, the money pit, but also, like you said, justify their existence and, and make, their, make it seem like there's some real threat out there that people need to be cautious of. Yeah, it talks about a couple of lone wolves, like three specific lone wolf, like Al-Qaeda ops that actually pulled off or tried to pull off events on their own as their examples. But it says all three of these were dangerous lone wolves, but they already had their own resources and connect right. like overseas connections right. and stuff. None of them fit the profile of these sting operations, right. these dumbasses that they're going to right. turn into informants and stuff. Yeah. So um, there, there's no basis to make all these claims on. It says, uh, on down, it says, the problem with the cases we're talking about is that defendants would not have done anything if not kicked in the ass by government agents. Right. They're creating crimes to solve crimes so they can claim a victory in the war on terror. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just like it. the war on drugs, the war oh, on poverty. Absolutely. It's like yeah. you create poverty, you can fix poverty. You right. create, you peddle drugs around, you can fix right. the war on drugs, I guess. I, right. I, I don't know. Every war on whatever they, is they lose. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... Going back kind of to what they were talking about, like lone wolves, it kind mm -hmm. of it makes my brain cells flare up in other cases, like uh, like the Vegas shooting was a classic example I, that of one was on my mind. a lone wolf situation. Right. It's like this guy supposedly had no real international ties. He had no... Well, it wasn't his, his girlfriend. Was well, it... Yeah, yeah, yeah. His girlfriend, was, but she's off the hook now. Right, right. She was from Thailand or Philippines yeah. or something yeah. like that. I don't remember. But but this whole theory of, oh, this guy's just a lone nut that acquired all this ammo and guns on his yeah. own, it makes me ask the same question that we've asked for so many years. Is this a sting op that went bad? Mm -hmm. Was this one of these instances right. where the government's like, this guy's a little crazy. Yeah. Uh let's let's set this whole thing up and uh bust in and kick down the door and mm -hmm. win this win this thing and right. and we have this big win, we get all these or maybe like uh I think we've talked about like 
a potential gun sale gone bad or something right. where they were trying to set up a sting op for a gun sale and then somebody in that got wind of it. It's like, fuck it, we're going to shoot everybody up. Yeah. You know, you just don't know. When when there's so many classic yeah. examples of sting ops gone bad, it's just like, how do you how do you say it's crazy to think that the Vegas shooting, which has so many fucking questions, couldn't have been a sting op gone bad? Right. No, you're you're absolutely right. You know, or at least... At least somebody who they thought had they had on the hook, right? That you know, like possibly McVeigh, you know, saw through something or decided to change plans at the last moment. Yeah. Well, here's another example that <clears throat> I never even considered. I've never really put a lot of thought in, but the New York Post posed this question in this article titled, "Because uh, this was talking about the Whitmer yeah. thing too." Um, it was titled "Bizarre Arrest of FBI Agent Spotlights Accusations of the B- of Bureau Corruption." So, mm-hmm. one of the FBI agents involved in this Whitmer thing, he's the one that got arrested for like bashing his girlfriend's head yeah, on the corner right. of I a, saw that and some other things. There, and, there was yeah, there was a couple of different FBI agents that <laughs> got implicated in some dumb stuff. Yeah. So, but this article is talking about. Are we really surprised about FBI corruptions? And this one, they just gloss over this paragraph here with no explanation. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Because it says, questions still linger about the FBI's relationship with Tamerlan Sarnev. I read that, yes. And his brother, Zokar, who carried out the deadly bombing of the Boston Marathon. The Sarnevs didn't make the bombs, and cops in Boston told Newsweek in 2018 that they believe the FBI is protecting whoever did. Yeah. So we got these guys with these radical ideologies. They didn't make these fucking bombs, so who made the bombs? Right. And police, not just some crazy, like, tinfoil hat podcaster is saying, uh, the FBI is hiding something. Police in Boston are like, the FBI is covering something up yeah, here. Right. And so and all these like little again, this is like one paragraph. Yeah. It doesn't say anything about it. It's right. one just fucking paragraph. It alone. Yep. It's just like, hey, you remember the Boston bombing? They didn't make those bombs. Who yeah. did? And that's the end. It's just like, yeah. whoa. Please whoa. think FBI is- Elaborate yeah, on this. Exactly. Come on. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. So have you put any thought into that one? I mean, that was a there's there's enough conspiracy theories around that one. Yeah. Like right. fake blood and right. and things like yeah. that, but I, total fault, yeah, false total flag, false but, flag, yeah. But. No, I, but I, I, I do think yeah, that they are a couple of dumb kids that got roped in by the FBI. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're Middle Eastern descent of some yep. sorts. They have some kind of radical ideologies, but again, they didn't have these resources or right. knowledge of how to make a pressure yeah. cooker bomb that right. would blow up and right. burst people's legs off and shit. Yeah. Um. So somebody gave it to them, whether or not yeah. it was the FBI or somebody else that the FBI has right. stopped looking for. Right. That they're aware of and they're just like, you know, oh, you know, we'll, we're, we need him for some other stuff. So, right. You know. So then uh, that leads us back to the, the big one, which is the worst day in America's history of, you know, January 6th. Yeah, right. We, we got to talk about January yeah. 6th because... I mean, you are a crazy nut job conspiracy theorist. If you think for any chance, by any chance, that the FBI was somehow involved in January 6th, whether right? it be the Ray Epps story, whether it be, I, I don't know, like instigators or some sort. But 
This is a guy, this is a journalist from New York Times. I'm going to try to find the thing that he said. I had it found and then it disappeared. Um, I'm not going to be able to find it, I don't think. But he basically, because it's a long video. But this is a guy, it's an undercover recording of this guy from New York Times. Our favorite. Yeah favorite uh truth-telling site but they basically said this guy was basically saying these things have been blown out of proportion he's like the we the new york Times, not fox news not he specifically says not fox news or newsmax or things like we are the ones that broke the story that there were dozens of fbi informants yeah at january 6th lots of them all kinds of them and so he comes out and says this and i mean nobody reports on this Because I mean, you're crazy to consider the fact that um, that this could have been an inside job, not even necessarily an inside job, but inside instigated. Um, so this is the Ray Ray Epps guy. If you don't remember, um, let, let's watch this guy real quick. Let me get this one pulled up. We need to go in to the Capitol. Let's go. I'm gonna put it out there. I'm probably gonna go to jail tomorrow. We need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Even at the time of this instance, even at the time when he's like, guys, we got to go into the Capitol. He's trying to yeah, rile right. them all and, up. And, are like, uh... and they're like, no. Yeah. No. Like, you'd think they'd be like, we got to go to the Capitol. Like, yeah. No, yeah, they're right. like, got to go to the Capitol. Like, Huh? Yeah, yeah, fuck right. no. Yeah. And then that one guy was sitting there going, "Fed, fed, fed," like calling him out. Yeah. Like you, like normally when you have a guy that's like, "God," like you got all these guys that are like, again, right. over they're, a couple they're, beers. They're like the mob mentality going on. Right? Yeah, you're over a couple beers, like yeah. we were talking about in the yeah. beginning. And they're just like, "Man, I fucking hate Governor Whitmer." Yeah. And somebody's like, "Yeah, man, I wish he'd rot in hell." And then you got this guy that's like, "Guys, we should go in and fucking kill her." <laughs> right. <And> it's like. <laughs> You're a fat. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Right, yeah. So let's watch a little more of this guy. Now, in a lot of ways. Shut up, Tucker. Um, I'm stealing your shit. Um, yeah, he's like, not only is he like, we're going to go to the Capitol. As soon as he's done speaking, we're going to go. Oh, by the way, it's over here. Yeah, if you yeah. didn't know, the Capitol's that way. <laughs> if you Everybody, all let's follow go. me in an yes. orderly line. <laughs> so it's easy to be like, no, that's not a Fed. It was just a fucking nut job that was yeah. trying to get them all riled all up, as uh, yeah. as they're saying Trump was. But what's the sentiment that the, the media has had towards all of these people? Oh, yeah. That what? they're... They're, I mean, they're they're terrorists. They're criminals. They all need right. to be locked up. Do you want to see what the New York Times says about this guy? This guy is clearly one of the instigators of all this shit. He's not clearly. one of the ones that just happens to be walking right. through the freaking yeah. gates and stuff that the police opened up for him. He's clearly trying to get people right. to, to do, follow yeah. through with this, to actually push through with this. Yeah. New York Times came out with this article. A Trump backer's downfall as a target of January 6th conspiracy theory. So ba- basically says he's a victim. Yeah. <clears throat> he they're they're calling this guy a fucking victim yeah. of conspiracy theories. 
who fucking cares if he if yeah. he's not a Fed if he's just an instigator, which is right. the Why worst. Are they defending him? The worst attack on all of yeah. freaking the United States right. since Pearl Harbor or nine eleven right. combined, Civil War, or whatever. This guy, oh, he's a victim of conspiracy theories. Yeah, right. Says Ray Epps became the unwitting face of an attempt by pro-Trump forces to promote the baseless idea that why are they defending this guy if he if yeah. it's as bad as it was and he's well, not a fucking And, and if it's baseless, why are they mentioning it? Right. Number two, why is this guy not getting fucking charged? Right. When yeah. there's so much evidence out there that yeah. this guy, and he's come out and he's just like, I'm just like a baker from Arizona, guys. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. And But he's not being charged with all the rest of these people that are getting, what, like yeah. 20 years or some shit yeah. like that. He's not getting any of it, and he is clearly there. He's instigating. clearly instigating, yeah. and he's he's calling for this shit that yeah. actually went down. So um, I, I found that very interesting. And to to say that it's crazy conspiracy theory to to even think that possibly the FBI would have had informants on the ground there which you saw that New York Times guy that said there's dozens on yeah. the ground at the time. Um, but that's all baseless conspiracy theory now right. based on the New York Times. It's like when you look at all these other stories, fuck yeah, I could see that the FBI yeah. like had oh, like yeah. pushed them to this and knew about it the whole time and um, possibly rolled in the black vans with the the – the more provocateur type yeah. people to get everybody all well, and, and up and on. Who was the um, who was the head FBI guy that came out and basically was like, "It's my mission in life to take down Trump." <laughs> I don't remember, but yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I but, mean, clearly the FBI has been completely bu- politically biased since Trump took office. I right. mean, uh, it was the um, the one Peter Daszak, wasn't it? That was like. No matter what, we can't let this guy be right. Like, yeah, we can't let him win. We will do whatever it takes to not let him win. And that was FBI. And it's just like, but then we have to go back to this thought that the FBI could never pull something like this off when yeah. they're so fucking clearly biased against it. Yeah, what are you looking up? Uh, looking to see uh, who, who what that quote was. So I'll keep talking about because uh, back to that New York. Post article that talked about the Boston bombing. They also said um, there was this guy. Let's see. This guy named Mark Sammy Ibrahim. He was arrested during the January 6th riots. Do you know why? Why? He was arrested for allegedly trespassing at the Capitol with a gun. He allegedly, he claims to investigators that he was at the Capitol to help a friend who was documenting the event for, guess who? The FBI. Like, he was supposedly there working on a documentary of the event or documenting it, um, reporting on it for the FBI. And then they arrest him and say, you're trespassing on Capitol grounds. (laughs) It's just like there's so much shady shit that the the FBI, like, turns around and and puts on other people. And it's just like, what the fuck? What the hell is actually going on? And just like so much, just like this whole January sixth thing, just reeks of yeah. a, of Fed provocation. Oh yeah, absolutely, and it's goes towards their mo of of not only making it look like there's these right wing extremists, mm-hmm. but also making Trump look like the bad guy. Well, even if they didn't instigate it, you know they knew 
Yeah. They had, they had, I mean, infiltrators in these groups. We oh. know that there was infiltrators in, like, the, what was it, the third, the three percenters and mm-hmm. the, the Boog Boys yep. and uh, the Patriot Movements, all of them. Yeah. It's just known that they have, even yeah. they know that they have right. Yeah. I mean, some of, the, like, the high-ranking individuals in these uh, mil- militant, I guess you could call them, movements, mm. were feds. Yeah. So to say <sighs> that, well, they would have had nothing to do with it. But you could have fucking, again, you could have stopped it. You could have right. been like, guys, yeah. <laughs> don't. No, well, that's yeah, a bad I, idea. I mean, that, that guy could have been like, you know, hey, guys, we, we shouldn't go that way. You know, we should How just, about we go over here? Yeah, well, why don't we just go grab a pizza? Yeah, I got a, I got a case of beers over here. Yeah. We can all, like... We can just sit around and shoot the shit, talk yeah. about what we wish we could do, but don't have the money or finances to do. Right. <laughs> so, again, looking at all these examples, how much good is the FBI actually capable of? How much are they actually doing? Yeah. To me, it's... They're focused on the wrong stuff. <laughs> I mean, they're they're just. I mean, they're they're so concerned about these right wing extremists and stuff that they're they're missing <clears> out <throat> on these these kids who have been on their their radar that are shooting up schools or shooting up workplaces. Are they missing them though? That's well, the real that's question. The, well, and that's the thing that I guess selectively enforcing. Well, you can't even like those are the types of topics like we talked on our conspiracy theory yeah. episode two weeks ago. Yeah, like Sandy Hook or things right. like that. Those are the topics you can't really question because right. they are. It involves like dead children, and right. you. I mean, that just. I mean, it's an emotionally charging thing. Well, no, I know that. But when <clears throat> after but, these shootings, when the FBI comes out and be like, "Oh yeah, we were watching him. He was on our radar." I but mean, it you just... can't ask the same questions that you can ask for something no, big you, like right. this. But you should be able to because I would you like should. to see. Like you can find all kinds of articles on. How the the feds fucked up right. Oklahoma City. The feds fucked up. Um, name it. Uh, Ruby Ridge. Right. The feds fucked up. Waco. Uh, or whatever. Waco. Yeah. The feds. But there's very little out there on these school shootings that yeah. you can find. I mean, you can find plenty that's like, oh, he was on the feds' radar. What's this about? But it goes no further than right. that because yeah. nobody wants to reopen that wound right. and pull the family no, through right. some yeah. shit. Right. Or so they no, just let it go. Nobody wants a $45 million lawsuit like uh, uh, Alex Jones got right. tagged with. So, but uh, those are, and those are kind of, I wouldn't call them small things, but like, it's like at the individual level that they're, they're, I, I, I don't know. It's, uh, there's so well, many it, of it them. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't forward the narrative at all mm-hmm. by doing that. So, well, but January 6th, that forwards the narrative mm-hmm. because, again, you know, since the 90s and then it died down for a little bit, but definitely in the last 10 years, they've well, been pushing this right wing extremist. I mean, the, the school shootings do push the, need the gun, for more gun control. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but, and so many of them, so many of them have been on the FBI radar. Right. That, that FedEx guy. Right. Shooter was on yeah. the FBI radar. Yeah. Um, the train yard or the port guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we I think we did a whole episode yeah. about that. About yeah. how many and, of and these the guys two were... dumb kids and they didn't know anything. The first interview and the second interview. Yeah, he definitely had an AR-15. Yeah, it's so many, so many instances. Yeah, and it's not just FBI incompetency because they had operatives for this specific right. <laughs> thing to yeah. infiltrate these groups or to follow these people around and like push them into doing bigger things and then catching them in the act mm. before you know um 
I mean, so, like, I mean... The big the big uh, foil, the plot type right. thing. I mean, with the exception of, of what we've been talking about tonight, I mean, does would, the FBI even serve a purpose anymore? No, that's why they have to create their own terrorism right. to keep funding themselves. That right. That's the whole point. It's like... They don't even like do drug cases anymore because yeah. they're chasing around terrorists. They push and nobody they robs give that banks back anymore to the DEA. unless yeah. it's them trying to fund their own shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the only bank robbers out there are FBI informants <laughs> right. that are trying to fund terrorism that was perpetrated or at least planned by the FBI. Right, and they're probably not even robbing banks. The FBI probably just has a slush fund right. that yeah. they throw at right. it. They just take the money and give it to them. Yeah, you've watched Blacklist enough to know that they're just like. Hey, um, I'm gonna need four million dollars. Like for what? Well, I gotta pay off this this criminal guy, right. so he'll give me some information. Right. It's just like, yeah, you know that shit's going on oh, all yeah. the time. They yeah. don't have to rob banks. It's just right. like, all right, here's a check for right. four. The taxpayers won't miss yeah. it. Right. Well, well, we'll we'll put it in bags so it makes it look like you robbed the bank, mm-hmm. and then we'll put an ad. In, we'll put a black mask on you. <laughs> yeah. And you can run out saying, "Just put these pantyhose on." <laughs> You'll never get me, coppers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I just, I don't know. So you think it's incompetency or you think it's actual, do you think they want to build up this? I, I feel like. Do you, do you think, like I think it's safe to say that we know that they want to at least push them to the line where they can catch them in the act and then, oops, we accidentally missed. Do you think it goes as far as they want a few of them to slip through the cracks or they oh, allow probably. it so these things can actually happen? Well, uh, like the one that you talked about where they, they changed the head and so they, they gave the guy the wrong powder, or no? They just moved him to a different right. Yeah, assignment. they moved. Him, yeah, so nobody right. brought the the fake powder. Right, so. and so, so uh, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things where they're like, "Oh shit!" Well, we'll just see what happens, and we'll we'll make the best of it. Uh-huh. I mean, I just don't think they care. Do you? What do you think? Uh, the terrorists when when. He didn't show up with the fake powder that he's supposed to be provided. He just doesn't show up. You're, they're just like, well, I know another guy. Uh, I know. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Ahmed over there. Yeah. He he's got a bunch Shit. of powder. If we hurry, we can catch him. Yes. <laughs> No, and, I, I and then the FBI is like, ah, oh, shit, we missed that one. And it's always cover ups. <laughs> oh yeah, it's always uh, even if, whether it was their, but, but that's stupidity a, or intentionality. They're yeah. going to cover it up and be like, oh, this guy. I mean, and, and that's the dangerous thing about the this game that the FBI is playing is that it. it there's so many working parts, right? The right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing, right? And they're or even scarier would be if they did know what they were doing. Well, that that is, but I'm, I guarantee you that that a lot of times they don't, right? The well, the Illinois branch has been following this guy, and then he goes over to Oklahoma, not knowing the Oklahoma branch is watching this thing, mm-hmm. and so then there's some clash there, and they're like, "That's our jurisdiction." Yeah, right. You know that shit happens. Yeah, right. I mean, no, we want this collar, you know, and mm-hmm. so. That coupled with incompetence, because I just think that the incompetence mixed with intentionality is really yes, dangerous. <laughs> exactly, and I think that is what is happening and has been happening for the last fifty years with the FBI. It's just a combination of both of them. Yeah. Yes. It's it's gross, and we haven't even got into like the FBI back. And J. Edgar Hoover days infiltrating yeah. like the Black Panthers, right. following freaking. Uh, um, what's his name? Uh, John Lennon, yeah. all over the place, thinking he was an extremist. Right. Uh, just all that. Yeah. We we haven't even touched that. We're yeah. specific. We're, again, we're focusing on. Oh yeah, 90s fucking Jagger Hoover. Everybody knew. I mean, he was listening to everybody. 
But apparently they have 10 times the informant, like probably more than 10 times the informants today than J. J. Edgar Hoover. Which is even scarier. Ever had. Yeah. Ever had. Ever possessed. Um, I had a couple other articles, but maybe I'll post the links. I, I don't got time to get into them. But there was there was just a lot of information on this that, I mean, like this one's titled, The FBI Created Terror Groups So That They Had Terrorists to Catch. This talking exactly what we're talking about and just goes into examples of um there was this guy there was this other operative called cointel pro that we haven't even touched it went from 56 to 71 so it went a lot longer Hmm. than um the the patcon did but it says use tactics such as targeting individuals through psyops or psychological warfare, smearing individuals and or groups using forged documents, planting false reports in media, harassment, wrongful imprisonment, and illegal violence, including assassinations. Hmm. The FBI's stated motivation was protecting national security, preventing violence, and maintaining the existence of social and political order. Through assassinations? Yeah. Through false imprisonment? So this one talks about this guy... That he was an FBI informant, or he was an F on the FBI payroll, but they pretty much funded him to put out these like terrorist books, like this terrorist literature, like oh, wow. uh, anti-American literature and this like satanic literature and stuff. And it was basically um, financing. It says financially supporting cults and encouraging terrorism where it didn't necessarily exist. Wow, and it t- it talks about. Um, Producing literature endorsing terrorism and ritual murder. <laughs> so the the FBI was funding this guy. They basically like his publishing house that he published his books through was funded directly by the FBI. And this this is just stuff that they did. Said Sutter, the the uh, the informant or whatever, was influencing a group of troubled young men, including brainwashing, psychedelic drugs, and threats. Holy fuck! Yeah, all. All funded by the FBI. Right. So these are resources that we didn't even have time to get to. But, I mean, it's not just PatCon that went on for three years. Right. It happened long before PatCon. Yeah. It's happening now, long after PatCon. And the I think the Whitmer trial is just further evidence that mm-hmm. this is still going on. And yeah. it's just, I mean, it's a fucking circus. This yeah. whole trial is a circus. And if they lock anybody up, it's just evidence of how big of a clown show it is. Oh, absolutely. And and they they get away with it. Yeah. if If... One person, one of these people gets locked up, they get away with it. Yeah. You know, looking at all this shit with the FBI, right, that's been going on, and, you know, from what we've talked about with, like, the NED and, like, just this shit with the Fed, and when we look at all the shit that the different presidents have done for the last hundred years, I mean, the United States has created all its own problems. Mostly. I mean, if the United States, if the gov- fucking government just stayed out of shit and did their own fucking shit, or we didn't have the government at all, yes, we would be sitting in a great place right we now. We would. Well, yeah. I mean, take what we're talking <laughs> about I the just FBI. Say that on live air. <laughs> yes. Take what we're talking about with the FBI and like producing terrorism, yeah. producing these threats so they could foil these threats. Instead of FBI or homeland terrorism or whatever, just put foreign war and fill in the blank foreign war. How many of these did we like instigate and push and like put like CIA operatives in there to like get the the public all like up in arms. And I, 
the NED, like you mentioned, that, that like sparked some of these wars right. or, or pushing our shit up against the borders that we're not supposed yeah. to, based on treaties that we have signed, we're not supposed to have shit there right. in the first place. Um, and then being like, oh, these big bad uh, warmongers yeah. want to go to war with us. It's like, yeah. well, maybe they want it if you weren't right. peddling all, the, all this All the bullshit. fucking shit we did, you know, to stop communism, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean... And that's CIA and FBI yeah, combined. That's right. Homeland and foreign, okay? yeah. like foreign wars all in one. Yeah. Because, I mean, you talk about Cuba, Vietnam, Korea. Yeah. All the wars from the 50s to the 80s. Yeah. And then also like the blacklist with back here, you talk, mm -hmm. who was the, who was the big, the Senator McCarthy, was that his yeah, name? Yeah. That was yeah. the, the Red Scare guy. Yeah. All that shit. Yeah. I mean- Collect, that's all of what yeah. we're talking about combined, right? Man, to fight the, the communist scourge, the, the shit that um, Eisenhower or, or not Eisenhower, uh, fucking uh, Johnson did, you know, war on poverty, the uh, war on drugs that Nixon did, the um, getting us into World War II with Roosevelt, getting us into World War One with Wilson, and yes. getting us into the United Nations. Um, Roosevelt, the other Roosevelt, you know, doing expanding our naval bases across mm -hmm. the Pacific. I mean, it's just like. We provoke ninety eight percent of the shit Absolutely that we, we do. get into. Yes, um, then back to like the FBI fuck ups, mm -hmm. whether intentional or stupidity. You've got uh, the Operation Fast and Furious. We just armed right. militant cartel. Yeah, and then that got sold somehow to ISIS. So we we found our own weapons mm -hmm. in like uh, like Iraq and Afghanistan right. that we had sold to. And we're trying to trace these cartel members down and take them down, and and that was a big freaking yeah. embarrassment. Well, and and Benghazi, they think was an arms deal gone bad. Who knows? You Who know, knows? That... like when you when you look at these things, you got to look at every other incident that makes you scratch your head and be like, mm -hmm. yeah, how much of this was like a sting op gone bad, or yeah. um, I don't know, intentionally funding these people right. to. Like like uh, the Iran Contra affair. I mean, we mm -hmm. were intentionally yeah. selling drugs to fund yeah. the Iranians with right. that money, like illegally transporting drugs to other countries to yeah. fund wars that we weren't supposed to have anything yeah. to do with. And it's like all these instances. You when when you look at the the wide open examples, you got to look at everything else. And be oh, like, absolutely. And when people are just like, oh, you're just fucking conspiracy theorists. It's like, but are we? Because there's so right. many, yeah. so look much at, evidence to back us at, up. It's like the, the, the meme with the, the whiteboard in the yes. back and the guy's like, <laughs> yes, there's so many. It's like, look at it all and tell yeah. me there isn't something there. Right. Right. Even by accident, there's shit there. Right. Right. But yeah, I mean, You'll probably get put on a list for even talking about We're this We're already on a fucking list. Yes. <laughs> so, final opinions of the Federal Bureau of Investigations. You know, when I was a kid, I thought I wanted to be an FBI agent. <laughs> Do you want to be a private eye? Uh, yes, yes. But no, I just was like, oh, yeah, I want to be a cop, and I want to be an FBI agent, because that would be cool. Yeah. And, and yeah, looking at it now, it's like, they start their own shit. To keep themselves relevant, I'm sure there's plenty of agents out there oh, that I, think they are that are at the smaller, small time level on yeah, the outside. I'm sure that are there thinking they're protecting and but, serving. Well, I, I think what they what I mean they follow the example of the administration, uh -huh. right? And the last couple administrations, couple, <laughs> okay, all right. The last several administrations have been about 
making sure that there's not homegrown factions growing up against the, con- the yeah, look government. At, look at the NSA. Yeah. All the shit that came out with Edward Snowden. Right. Uh, look at the FBI. Look at the CIA. Look at any alphabet agency. Yeah. It's been all focused. Look at the IRS now. It's yeah. going to be... They're going to be digging in our shit. I mean, they passed yeah. that bill last year that they could dig in your shit if you had any transaction over $500. Yeah. And then this year, they just ramp up federal agents right. by like 80000 Right. Um, well, and, and I mean, it, you know, it, everything was, was solid with the, the homegrown terrorists until all of a sudden it was the extreme Muslims, you know, that came in. Uh, and that was an issue. You know, we were in war for, you know, 20 some years. But now you can't talk bad about Muslims because that's right. So, but uh, you can always talk bad about white people. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then Obama comes in, you got the tea parties, and then you're back on the extremist train. Just wait. Now that the IRS is ramping up. Oh, I because, know. Because the FBI is had a lot of Bad black press. eyes here yeah. lately. So the IRS is ramping up. Yeah. The adding, IRS is the new FBI. Adding hundred, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of agents, whatever. Right. Um, just wait till you start hearing about, well, uh, somebody like called me up and was like, do you know how to save a couple dollars on your taxes? Is just route this around here. And that turned into the sting operation. And then all of a sudden the IRS yeah. knocked on his door and that dude in the wheelchair in those yeah. videos is holding a gun, pointing at you and saying, IRS, you're under arrest. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're going to go to uh, H&R Block and, and it's going to be undercover FBI. He's like, you know, I think I can save you 20 bucks. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> sting operations coming from the IRS. Matter of fact, next. we have a, a group where we get together and talk about loopholes. Yes. <laughs> you should join us. If you're interested. <laughs> uh, we got this group of accountants that uh, they, yeah. we meet up every Saturday right. and we talk we talk numbers. We talk about cooking the books. Do you like to cook books? Because we like to cook yeah, books. Whereas the FBI is lawyers with guns, now the IRS is accountants with guns. Yes, So exactly. we're, we're moving up in the world. <laughs> exactly. That, that's what we got. That's all the time we got for this. We're going to end on that note. A happy, <laughs> happy note. Accountants with guns. Accountants <laughs> with guns. Yes. Um, tell us what you think. The comment section's always open. Uh, this PatCon shit, it, it kind of is a direct look into what's been going on and all this stuff coming out with the FBI this year, this really, again, we, we said it for the last couple of weeks, it kind of parallels with what went down in the nineties with all these big anti-militia stings and uh, ops and foiled, foiled plots and stuff. We, we got the same thing going on now. So when's the next Oklahoma city bombing coming? Right. That I guess that's the big question. I mean, between last week and then, uh, you know, yesterday and then today, yeah. I mean, it seems like everything's leading up to something big. Yes, exactly. And that's so, really scary. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. If you have any other resources on the shit, send it our way. We, we like to read. Uh, we like yeah. to think we can read, but we enjoy we looking at... Pictures. Make sure you add pictures. Yeah. Make sure you add pictures. pictures. Um, share this stuff all over social media because that's how we get our name out there. That's how we uh, can spread this out. Uh, we like to expose the bullshit for bullshit, what what it is. And there's um, a lot of it. And, there, yeah, there's plenty of it. We've been doing this two in a, over two years now, yeah. and there's plenty of bullshit to expose. So um, check us out all over social media. Like, share. Go to the YouTube page once again and like and subscribe to that because we're trying to build that back up to our pre Axe levels, yeah, or pre nuked levels. So go do that. Even if you don't really follow YouTube too much, go do that just to help us out. 
Check us out all over. Uh, check out our store. Um, you can support us also on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash break the bill. You'll get access to bonus content, merchandise, other other options out there. We even have a book club that nobody has signed up for that we are dying yes. to get into. I almost forgot about our book club. I forgot about our book club. We have a book club level level where you, if you sign up at that level, we will send you the book. We'll read through the book, and you can come on our show and talk through the book with us. Yeah. I think it'd be fucking awesome. That would be awesome. So, patreon.com forward slash break the bell. Tomorrow morning, don't miss the Two Scoops morning show, 20, 30-minute bullshit session with Dance Mots of the System is Down podcast. That's going to be on his channel, his YouTube channel tomorrow morning, so don't miss that. Um, it's a fun time. It's a good good thing to wake up to. Otherwise, have a great rest of your week. Be back here for the weekend wrap-up this weekend where we inevitably wrap up the week otherwise we'll be back same time next week 7 p.m central standard time monday night have a great rest of your week we'll catch you next time peace goodbye the break the bell podcast is brought to you by you so pat yourself on the back because without you we would be talking to ourselves a special thanks to our patreon members justin Zelinsky. Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout-out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.